Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, they're okay. But it wasn't okay for little bitty old warriors to dominate. I never, that, that never sat well with me. That's um, uh, something I, I don't like. The second point I want to make is I somehow don't think people see, still don't see, uh, for some reason, Steph Curry and, uh, and, and, and Clay. Uh, Dre is questionable as superstars in the same regard as LeBron because of, oh, it's the Golden State Warriors and they had Kevin Durant. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm coming. I'm, I'm you are. Myself clear. You know what I'm saying? I do know so what you're saying. That, yeah, that kind of makes me upset uh, a little bit. But um, and the third thing I want to point out is I don't have high expectations for them uh, to to uh, go to the playoffs or anything like that, and that's okay with me because they're reinventing themselves. And it is I would I am anxious about and have a healthy concern about them reinventing themselves because defensively they're going to stink. You guys have a great. Uh, afternoon. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate it. I mean, as it pertains to Curry, you know, to me, he's he's in LeBron's group, whatever that is, top three, top five. Um, Clay, I can see how, uh, if you're not watching the Warriors day in and day out, and I don't know that I would put Clay up there with LeBron in that group. I mean, but no. but the way the Warriors... Curry it, should be in that. No I, doubt, no doubt. But, but you know... Up until last year, it was Curry and Durant. What, what do you think about the part that, <laughs> you know, do you think there's any kind of double standard in that people were like, oh, look, KD joins the Warriors, that's a joke, but Paul George and Kawhi Leonard weasel their way to the Clippers, that's okay. Anthony Davis finds a way to get to the Lakers, well, that's okay. Yeah. Kyrie and, and KD now in uh, Brooklyn, well, they did that. I you think know. the one, I, I think there is some underlying dislike for that. I think the one difference, though, is, and I think there's, I think what Robin was saying, it, it, there's something to that as far as people not want, oh, the Warriors are doing it, and, right? And whatever, especially because the Warriors were already so good. I think that's part of that it. That is the that is. I the think reason. that's part of it, but I also think you know, right now it's tamped down a little bit because it's what we were just talking about. It's the fact that it's two stars. I think if any one of those had had three, you know, if it had been Paul George and Kawhi and Anthony Davis, let's say. Right, you know, somehow. Right. Then I think it would be, or if, you know, Kawhi had chosen to go to the Lakers, let's say, and it had been Kawhi and LeBron and Anthony Davis, sure. and they had figured out a way to make that work, I think there would be a level of of disdain for it, similar to the way those away from the Bay Area disliked but, the way the Warriors went about it. Well, I mean, the thing that Warrior fans and, and us in the media have to keep, you know, understand is that uh, the Golden State Warriors won it. They won it in 15. 14, 15, 15? Yeah, 15. 15. Yeah, they wanted, they wanted 15. it in 15. And that was a surprise. They went from a six seed to a champion. Thank you. So, so no, they, they skipped that step in the middle or they took people by surprise. But anyway, I think there was a little bit of 
I think a lot of people thought, you know what, they're not that. They, they kind of lucked into it with those injuries. They're playing away. They gamed the spirit. Right. Next year they come back and the Warriors go all year and they're kicking everybody's butt all year long right. and they're setting a record. Right. They are. They oh, you are, didn't think we're good? Yeah, This exactly. is how good we really are. So then they show everybody how good they are. And then the finals happen and whether they deserved it, whether they didn't deserve it, whether they got hosed, oh, it doesn't matter. We knew that was a historic team. Even if they even if they blew a three one lead, they were still the best team in the regular season sure. history. And, yeah. And then they get Durant. Right. That's I mean, that's over the top compared to me, uh, with what anybody has done at this point. Now do I begrudge him? No. Do I dislike him more? No. Well, and look, but they had the but, foresight to. And, and look, where Curry was, Curry's contract. There are all kinds of things. Oh, no the, the fact that the Warriors drafted Draymond, he was a second round pick. Clay, where they drafted him, the, the, the way the Warriors built it, and the cap going up, like they planned for all of it. Now, look, right. some of it was good fortune. You know, the fact that Curry wasn't a thirty million dollar player sooner right. in his career, uh, but they get credit for. Looking at the rules that were in oh, play no and doubt. taking advantage of them, like no you doubt. get credit for that. No like that's doubt. a positive thing. That's yeah. not you. Don't, nobody should begrudge that. They were smart enough to look at it and figure out how to how to make it all work best for them. Right, no doubt. And and they exactly what they did. They did. It was within the rules. It was brilliant. It, I mean, I really. Mean, I mean, if you want to, and and here's the other way. It was. It, it, it's brilliant. It's the fact that by the end of 16, you could see that that group was declining, as crazy as that sounds. Oh, the Warriors group? Yeah. Oh, you mean the with- group without Durant? It was, hey, oh, if right. you want to keep. Because they didn't win the championship. Right. And I know there were circumstances there, but it was, hey, if you want to win two, three, four, maybe. Right. You you need to you need to add you need to add another starter. You know that's a, that's a great point because let's say Durant never comes and the Warriors essentially run it back they, and they, tinker. I think they could have won maybe one more. I, I do too, but think about the work they would have had to put into it without to do it without Durant. Who, let's be honest, they all made it easier for each other. And they also would have been competing with Durant somewhere too. That's true. That's true. So it's 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 an, it's interesting hypothetically for sure, but it's going to be a fun year. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, we're at the Chase Center Warrior Shop at Thrive City. More of your phone calls coming up. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Connor Laterno of the Chronicle will join us as well at ten thirty. Warriors This Week continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz from Chase Center, more specifically the Warriors shop at Thrive City. Uh, The Warriors and Lakers tonight, that's right, tonight, right here at Chase Center, the first ever basketball game inside Chase Center uh, will tip off just after 5 o'clock. We are here until 1 o'clock, so stop by and say hi. We're also taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. Taking your calls on expectations for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I still have them as a playoff team, Steiny, but it's interesting if I had to, if you said, well, where, where do you think they're going to be in the West? I would say bottom half of those playoff teams right now with, without Clay Thompson in the fold and with just so much change and so much unknown. No doubt. I mean, I think 
is a couple things here. You have to you have to give the the Warriors and Steph Curry and Steve Kerr and Draymond and Clay and Lou. You have to give them the respect they deserve. All right, they're three three time champions, but you also have to you also have to be realistic about the roster and how new and how different it is. And Steph Curry is a tremendous player, but he's not uh, Superman. I mean, he can't he can't make Jacob Evans a better player. He he can't uh, make Pascal three years older. And so it is going to be different. There's going to be there's going to be there's going to be dare I say growing pains. And the other thing is, think about even Steph Curry, even as great as he is. His role's going to change this year. Yeah. I mean, his role's going to change. Well, so, and, and of course he can handle it. Of course he'll be fine with it, but it's going to be changed and it's going to be different. I think the other thing, and we, we've talked about this a little bit, but I think in addition to all of the X's and O's and the right. basketball and, the, and, and everything, I, I think the other thing you got to factor in, and we're going to hear from Stephen Curry uh, about something along these lines here, it's just going to be weird. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little weird, and I think it, it just with all the change and the different. And, and I'll give you an example out here. Let's hear from Stephen Curry a couple of days ago, just on on not having Andre Iguodala around. Yeah, I texted Andre yesterday. I had a little heart felt moment. I said I'm this you, bro. <laughs> it's just weird not seeing him. You get used to so many you know, faces and you know certain presence on the court. And, you know those two guys were. You saw them, they, you know, you knew what time it was. Um, and things changed, obviously. We talked about all summer. I knew this, this, this kind of situation was happening, but it's, this is definitely weird. So, okay, J.D., you were in that yeah. uh, uh, media availability. Yeah. And, you know, I, I heard it before I saw it. And at first I thought he was kidding, like making light, like, woe is me, an exaggeration of woe is me. But the more it went on, the more I thought, thought you know he's he's serious and he is kind of feeling that and let me just share this on monday i, I had a, a, a moment to speak to curry and just kind of catch up and say hey what's going on yeah, thanks Steinmetz. yeah he's playing yeah yeah, yeah. no he, oh, by the way did you hear what he did no you know how they do those liners yeah like curry will read yeah uh, stay right. tuned for Joe Lowen did. Yeah right he, he did Apparently, one for you guys he said something like uh you're listening to bonte steiny and guru steiny that the guy thought I wasn't going to be any good. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> oh, great. It's totally great. Anyway, I was talking to him, and we just kind of, you know, I was like, dude, this is like, you know, we've been doing this for ten years. I mean, I remember his. I remember your first one, dude. Remember when you came in and Stephen Jackson said he wanted to be traded, and Monte said he couldn't play with you, and he's just kind of shaking his head, and he's like, "What a first don't forget." He goes, "Don't forget, lucky." Remember, Lucky used to just run around here, and Nelly used to be falling asleep. And Lucky, of course, was Don Nelson's dog, dog at the yeah. at the uh, at the end there. <laughs> but the, but but the one thing <laughs> I know is so funny. But the one thing he did say was, "It's just really weird." He's like, "I feel like I've been traded because I'm in a totally new building, I'm in a new practice facility, and I have new teammates." So he's like, "It's really kind of weird. It almost feels like I'm not on the same team." Um, and and that's what I was talking to you about. I I do think there's going to be something intangible about the first couple months here that might not be a positive. 
And it's well, just these, these these guys are like, you know, I was talking to Bob Meyer or Steve Kerr. They're moving in, and he's got other stuff going. He doesn't know where he's going to get his coffee in the morning. You know, Bob Myers has moved from Lafayette into the city, and he's trying to figure out, you know, it's so it's, you know, Bob Myers says, you know, I, I think I got about 60, 65% of the facility figured out, like, where to go. Well, I, I tell you what, I've been there. I was there four days in right. a row, and I, I couldn't get out all right. four days. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I, I literally could not get so, out. So there is something to developing your routine, and these guys are still in the process of developing their routines. And I think that's going to, you know, that that's what I mean. Everything is different, just everything from top to bottom. Connor Letourneau of the Chronicle is going to join us in about five minutes here. Uh, it's John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game as we are with you until 1 o'clock out here at the Warriors shop at Thrive City. I also think you can't discount part of what Curry said in that cut, which is you look around and you see those guys and you know what time it is. Right. And I think in times of... Hey, we got to do something right. as a team. Whether it's a whether it's in an individual game or a point in the season where maybe you're struggling a little bit, all of the environment that the Warriors have had the last few years, all of that is a is a trigger. All of that is a you know at different points leads you to a certain place. And I think you know if this team struggles, how are they going to find that confidence again? The players that have been here or you know, are they going to look around and, and say, boy, this is different. Like, you know, all these guys are talented and smart right. enough to know maybe we can't do it. Right. Like, they're going to have to fight that. No doubt. I, I think with with these young players. Well, no doubt. I mean, think about Steph Curry. Right? He's the best player on the team. Let's say best player, one of the best players in the league. And he is a leader, but he's a leader by example. But you know, you know who Curry could look up to? Andre Iguodala. So, even though Iguodala wasn't as great of a player as Steph, Steph went to Iguodala for all the like leadership type things. Or what do you think? How should we do this? What do you think's up with KD? You know, how do we get Draymond a little bit more on whatever? Whatever. Uh, you know, hey, how do we tweak Steve Kerr to maybe go in this direction more on the offensive end? All those kind of things. When you're talking to Andre Iguodala, it's like you're talking to a sage. You know, you're going to take what he has to say and you're going to implement it. Not that Curry doesn't have convictions or great ideas either, but it's always nice to get some reinforcement and to know that, you know what, me, Iguodala, Livingston, Draymond, we're all on the same page. There's an unspoken thing and, and there. And We've all, done it before. And you all know how serious exactly. a problem really is. Exactly. No doubt. <laughs> or, or if it's not, or how much you got to ramp it up, or when it's exactly. time to dial it back. All of those things in times of strife, in times of struggle. And look, this this team this team could win 48 games this year okay. and it's going to and it's going to be more of a struggle than it's been the last right. 5 years. Right. No Everything doubt. could go right and it's still going to be more of a struggle. Yeah. And and what do you think about the idea that uh you know teams might really, you know, haven't had the Warriors win for 5 years. Now they're down a little bit. You, do you think teams are going to be like wait, no mercy? Yeah, they're not. Like that, the Warriors are gonna aren't gonna benefit from the fact that you know, like some teams do that are oh boy, they're not that good. Like the Warriors right. are still gonna get for this year. The Warriors are still gonna get everybody's best shot. I think I think you might be right because there. they're the Warriors and they're coming in and it's time to make some hay. Right. So I I I 
the Warriors, that's another thing that I think works against this team this year. Right. Is they are still going to be, oh, oh, right. oh, now, like, right. and especially nobody's guys coming in, Curry. nobody's coming in saying, you know what, Warriors, are, they, they ain't that well, good this think year. About the two, think about the two players that get most of the flack on the Warriors. Like, and I don't, and I, like, I don't consider Durant on it. Like, no, no player on another team when Durant would come in with the Warriors would say, "I want to take it to Durant tonight." Oh, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Durant, be Draymond, and Curry. It would be Curry and Draymond. Sure, right. Sure. It would be Draymond for everything he does on the court. Right, his impact on the game and and some of the extracurricular stuff. Right. Yeah. So there's there's guys on every team that are going to see Draymond and Curry. Oh, it's Draymond and Curry without right. Clay and without Durant. Exactly. We're, we're, we'll we see wanna, what you got now. Yeah. See so what you I, got now. So they're not going to get the like they're going to they're going to have to play well. Yeah. Uh, you know they're you know, they're going to be an easy night. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I I do think there's going to be something to that, and that's going to be another thing. Let me ask you this, and I maybe we'll get into it uh, after Connor or with Connor. Who do you expect to take the biggest jump for the Warriors as a player? And and it can be a rookie who maybe does a little more than you think, even though he wasn't on the team last year. Probably Kevon Looney. Hmm, yeah. Yeah. It's probably a good one. I mean, you've got Steve Kerr talking about playing Kevon Looney if healthy 30-plus minutes. Can he get you 12 to 14 a game? I think, I think they're hoping that. That's true. That his offensive game he, he could might, improve. And he might be able to. Pick and pop game, pick and roll game, maybe even shooting some threes. I know they've... They've they've talked about you know him really working on and he's talked about really working on his three point shot it's, but he's got to be healthy right and it's it's so it's this is why I just I, I find it so interesting because when Kevon Looney's playing with Durant and he's playing with Curry and he's playing with Clay uh, and he's getting you know and they're leaving him open and he's getting cheapies and he's he's making his little ten footers and then uh, you know they double step so he can get an offensive rebound you always wonder will he get better. Or less, or, or will he get kind of worse if the team around him isn't as good? Because there are two ways it can go. Looney can take this and show, you know, like Looney's pretty good. Or, oh boy, Looney needs to play with some, Looney needs to play with four superstars to be as effective as he was last year. We'll find that out about Looney. I, I, as it comes to Looney, I think, I think he's pretty solid. I don't think he's going to take a huge jump forward. I don't think he'd ever take a huge jump back. He's always going to be able to defend and rebound. So that's just another thing of many, many to look at this year. All right, let's get to our first guest on the program here. It's a pleasure to be joined by Warriors beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. It's Connor Letourneau. He joins us here on 95.7 The Game. Connor, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, Connor, we you know you look at everybody has their view throughout the off season of of everything that's happened and all the change around the Warriors. I, I want you to kind of gauge what you thought the first week might look like, given everything that's happened in the off season, versus what you've actually seen in being around it. Uh, if that makes sense. No, that's a great question. I was actually just talking to someone about this earlier. I was pretty bullish about the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors' pronostications and what they could do this upcoming season over the summer when I was getting a lot of questions about it. I said, hey, you know, talking about them potentially missing the playoffs is ridiculous. This is a team that when Clay is healthy still has four all-stars in their prime, and I think, you know, there's still a chance that they could contend. Um, and I'm not saying I'm 
going to totally step away from from that opinion. But after the first week of training camp, it definitely reality definitely sets in, and you look around the locker room, you look around the guys on the court, and you, you start to ask yourself, okay, how can they actually make this work? Um, it's different to look at a piece of paper and look at a roster and 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 talk about it. And, as, as opposed to actually seeing the guys in the same room together. And there's just so many glaring issues that they have to work out. I mean, they have no proven defenders outside of Draymond. Uh, they Their depth is non-existent, especially at the center spot. I mean, they had a couple relatively minor injuries, and they're looking at starting Amari Spellman in, in the preseason opener. He's really more of a stretch four. And then backing him up will be Marquise Chris, who – probably isn't going to make the roster as a training camp invite. So that's where they're at right now, and it's, it's game one. So um, it's going to be tough. But um, I do think that they have the championship pedigree and they have the, the culture and they have the right leaders. And if they can just if they can just kind of tread water a bit until play comes back in, in late February or early March, uh, you know, they still have a chance. Connor, how do you think, Steph, uh, I'm sorry, Steve Kerr is going into the season uh, with with Steph Curry in mind because it, it feels to me like you know, he's going to need a lot out of Steph, but by the same token, he's also going to have to kind of be disciplined because he does have to uh, mitigate his, his minutes and also try to see what the youngsters can do. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. I think as far as preseason that you're going to see his his minutes limited for sure. Uh, Steve has already talked about limiting their minutes in practice. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of times where uh, Steph and Draymond are going to say goodbye, you know, halfway through practice because the rest of the guys need the extra time to learn the system and get comfortable with each other. And uh, Draymond and Steph obviously know what they're doing, but it'll be really interesting to see how they're managed going forward in the season. Steve's not ready to talk about any sort of uh, rest days or or, um, or 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 anything like that. Um, and I, I think it's the type of situation where this team might need Draymond and Steph at their best and playing as much as possible just to make the playoffs, given how long uh, Clay is going to miss time. And so, uh, yeah, you want them to be right when it comes to playoff time, but first you need to get to playoff time, right? So. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to watch. I, I think that's one of the biggest things he's really gonna have to navigate. I, I want to stick with Curry and uh, the year that that he could have. Uh, you know, without Clay Thompson, without Kevin Durant now around him, and yeah, working with D'Angelo Russell, and it, it looks like those two have really been working a lot together, especially in the the open portion of practice that the media can view. Uh, there's there's some positive optics there, but uh, w- w- how do you think Stephen Curry will will thrive? You know, having more of the load be on him. I mean, this is a year where he's he may be asked to play a little bit more like a James Harden or a Russell Westbrook. Is is he equipped to do it? Do you think he understands that 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 challenge in front of him? Is he looking forward to it? What, what's your read on on Curry maybe having to go about his game a different way this season? Yeah, I think Curry is, you know, as we all know, a generational player, and he's more than capable of shouldering that burden and putting up insane numbers and having an MVP caliber season. I think the big concern is just what kind of effect is that going to have on him 
long-term uh, into the playoffs and even next season. Uh, because at the end of the day, as transcendent of a shooter and player he is, he is still a pretty small, slight-framed guy. And, you know, you start off in the 2016 playoffs when he had that phenomenal, unreal rookie se- or regular season, and then it kind of wore down in the playoffs. And so uh, that would be a concern if you're if you're really riding them heavily during the regular season. But like I said earlier, they might not have a lot of other options. You know, either they they ride him heavily to, to get into the playoffs and see what they can do with a healthy clay, or they just kind of wave the white flag at some point early in the season and say, you know what, this is really going to be a transitional year. We're going to really just focus on player development, and we're not going to try to we're not going to try to push Draymond or, or Steph too hard. Connor, we're speaking with Connor Letourneau, beat writer for the Chronicle. What what would wave the white flag? Like, what would it look like? What would it have to look like for for wave the white flag to become to become something that enters the equation? I think you know they have a couple more injuries, and that same depth chart is is non-existent, and uh, and they start piling up losses, and you're kind of getting closer and closer to that all-star break and they're not really in the playoff hunt or you know it's an outside chance um that would be that would be my guess i I don't think that's going to happen i think that this team has enough to to avoid that kind of fate even if they do have a couple more injuries but you gotta wonder you know if willie collie stein if if this foot injury is more serious than than people might initially think if he has to miss a good chunk of the regular season that's a huge deal. You know, they don't they don't really have any other prototypical centers. I mean, there's been chatter that they worked out Hashim to beat the other day, you know, a former top five pick whose career uh, derailed years ago. He's 32 years old and been out of the league for a minute. And the fact that they're already kind of in that spot where they're looking at someone like Hashim to beat doesn't bode super well. No, it doesn't. I want to I want to ask you about uh, Curry. You know, he. Obviously, he, he shed his ankle injuries, uh, his woes early in his career, and he's been pretty much an Ironman from 2012 to 2017. Missed 31 games two years ago, 13 last year. Do, do you think he's got to put together a, a 75, 76-game season um, you know, for the Warriors to be successful? I mean, what, what do you think happens if, let's just split the difference, and he misses – 18 to 20 games this year. So I missed the first part of your question. Are you talking about Draymond? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Oh, you know, he's Steph. been an Iron Man, but last two right, years. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was alluding to is, you know, one or two more significant injuries, and, and we're talking about a completely different outlook of this season. I mean, Steph has had a nice run, but uh, he had a nice run after the initial concerns about his, his ankles early in his career, but yeah, you've definitely seen uh, him, him look human and, and, and have some injuries that have sidelined, sidelined him the past couple years. And You know, they've been able to stay afloat with those, given the depth that they've had and having KD and, and what have you. Um, but he misses 15 games this season. That's maybe a deal-breaker in terms of uh, what they're able to do. I mean, if Steph if Steph isn't healthy, really, what other o- offensive options they have? They have they have Angelo Russell, and then who's your number two scorer? Draymond Green. 
Yeah. That's 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 not good. That's not that's not ideal, right? Um, so what we're seeing is just how precariously thin the Warriors are, and how you know injuries or, or what have you, things that wouldn't have sunk the ship in past years, are going to be devastating this year. I mean, when when the news broke on the first day of training camp about Willie Colley Stein. I think a lot of people might have looked at that and said, oh, it's just Willie Colley Stein. You know, he's just going to miss some time, a little, a few games at, at, at least in the regular season. That's no huge deal. Like, well, actually, Willie Colley Stein is really important to this team, given the makeup of this roster. So if he misses significant time, it's actually a really big deal. I mean, that's that's the new reality right. of the Warriors. Connor, thanks a lot for the time. We really appreciate it. We'll uh, We'll see you out here tonight. All right, appreciate it, guys. All right, Connor Laterno, San Francisco Chronicle, joining us here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz, Warriors, this week as we come to you live from Chase Center. And more specifically, we are at the team shop at Thrive City uh, until 1 o'clock. I think the the word that wasn't used there, but it, it really pertains to where the Warriors are at right now, it's fragile. And it's it's kind of amazing we're saying that because – this is the team that, you know, had so many superstars. You almost didn't, oh, they're playing without Durant tonight. Yeah, so, oh, they're playing without Curry tonight. Yeah, that's fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, even if they lose. Right, they'll exactly. They'll run off five, six in a row. Be yeah, fine. Thank you. And you know what? You know what? They don't really you. need the one seed. Thank you. They don't need the one seed. They could win without the one seed. No doubt. They could beat Houston. They could beat whoever. I mean, to me, I wonder how Steve – I think – so, let's say he, he comes out this, this season and – Let's just talk backcourt. Curry and D'Angelo Russell are starting in the backcourt. Who comes out first? Who comes out when? How much does he play those two guys together? How much does he stagger them? How much does point guard does Curry play? You know, it's that's going to be also how much pick and roll they play and how much open or motion offense are they playing. Well, you also have to factor in that let's say you're going to play open, you're going to play motion, right? These guys haven't run I it. I know it. I know. I know. And, and not like, only that, it's not really a conventional – Pro it's not simple. No, it isn't. It, it's highly effective. Yeah, but it also takes. Well, it's a lot of reading. You know, it's you know, a lot it of reading. Takes, it takes some basketball smarts. No and doubt. This is the other thing we haven't talked no about. Doubt. Look, we don't know this team's IQ. Right. But the, the Warriors had an extremely intelligent basketball team yes. in the last five, six years. Yes. yes. A lot of really smart players, and the roster's different. Yeah, and what we saw with playing that open style is, if you can get a core group to play it a few years in a row, it gets better and better and better. Well, they've got to now start over, and they've probably got to explain how to play it, even to a Willie Cauley-Stein or a D'Angelo Russell. And, of course, the rookies, they probably, you know, they've, they've got to teach it to them, too. All right, we'll get into more of that, more of your phone calls as well, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's uh, Warriors This Week with J.D. and Steiny on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Katie and Steiny until 1 o'clock out here at Chase Center. Man, this is cool. The Warriors shop at Thrive City uh, here until 1 o'clock. But really, we're going to be here all day long. 
uh, with the Warriors and the Lakers, a 5 o'clock tip. There's finally going to be a basketball game in this building. It seems like they, they've had every other kind of event, concert you possibly could imagine uh, the last month. But really, it's all been, in some ways, a test leading up to tonight. It, it's NBA basketball is the primary reason this place was built, and the Warriors are going to get a chance to show it off at 5 o'clock. So yesterday I got, I got shown around. The, yeah. the whole facility and it is pretty it's pretty amazing it's phenomenal the, the um so uh, the suites i'm not talking about the ones up top the I'm ones below the, ones, the lower the, the level. ones that are yeah. below so the warriors have suites that are below the lower level so they don't have court access but if you buy a suite you have access to 12 seats that are right by the court so you watch the game then you go back into your suite well when you go back into your suite you have a huge screen that occupies one of the walls the walls that face the court and it has essentially a camera where your seat is so when you're inside the suite yeah, you, you can watch you get the, view. the game as if it were from your seat right. on you a get huge video screen that view you get the view as if you were in your seat exactly when i you're- mean it's just you know, it's like we we're just in there and we're looking out in the court, and it's like you know, it's like a, it's kind of like a virtual game you're watching. Th- those one, those are uh, I, expensive. I, well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> very very much so. But those are those are unbelievable. They they I mean, really they, are. They they, I, they yeah. really are. I forgot I forgot exactly but, the point that I was going to make. But, but I, I will say this too, JD, when you walk in. It does not feel like a massive venue. It feels, I wouldn't say compact, but it it doesn't feel overwhelming. No, it it absolutely, and I think that bodes well for sound. Yeah, I think, and you know what? I've heard people, actually, I'm going to, my man Sal Castaneda, who works for KTVU, saw Metallica and the SF Symphony there, the first show, and he said the sound is absolutely incredible. He did. He said it was the best sound he's heard at a venue uh, in a long time. So uh, we'll see how it, it plays out for basketball games, and we'll see how much cheering Warrior fans are going to be doing this year as compared to last year. But the scoreboard's pretty amazing, too. The scoreboard's got scoreboards on the inside of the scoreboard. Yeah, because if you're <laughs> sitting down low, right. it, it's you don't want to have to yeah. – it's hard to look up and Especially see everything. a guy like me who's had some neck issues. So you can just kind of glance up. And because it's at the bottom of the scoreboard and underneath, it's perfect for those that have that, that exactly. courtside seat. And then, like, uh, something else I heard uh, from the uh, from Eric Housen. What's his official title? I always like to give his official title. Uh, but he's he's a big boy now. He's in, He was basically in charge of, you know, setting up the facility and how it's all going to uh, work. But director anyway, of team operations. Director of team operations. Thank you. He said one of the things that's really great for the players is essentially where they park their cars at the arena is uh, completely in proximity to the practice court, which is completely in proximity to the game arena. It all makes sense. They don't don't have to – the players don't – they're not walking from one end to the other. You know, it's all right there for the weight rooms right there, um, the offices of the of the coaches that they're in the meeting rooms. It's all kind of right there, so it's very, very convenient for the players and – now the arena, stepping into the arena, I also like the way it looks from the outside. To tell you the truth, it's it's discreet. It's not, it's not overwhelming from the outside either. In fact, you could probably drive a street or two over and not and kind of miss it. 
if right. you're not really looking for and it. And then you turn down, yeah, you exactly. turn down the street that it's on, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not a tall. It's not tall. So the roof's relatively low. And some of the views, by yeah. the way, from the, the the concourses, especially upstairs. Yeah, those just, I haven't seen. Just but, tremendous. But I mean, uh, it really. It 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 is going to have more of a a little bit of a ballpark kind of a vibe right, right. when you're walking around. Which look, it's impossible to get that when you're in the bowl. Right. But when you're walking around, it's it's it's. Really cool. I, and I want to ask you this, and I, you might not know, and so if you don't, I apologize if you think I'm putting you on the spot, but the big the big screen outside in the plaza yeah, area? Yeah, it's right that, over here. Right. Will that be playing the games while, they're, while yeah. they're all going they're, on? They're trying so to create a little of that okay. Toronto vibe. Well, that'll be pretty cool, too. Which is very cool. Um, the other thing is, is there's a lot of stuff that's either just opening in terms of bars and restaurants, and you're right, two, two years from now, it's going to be... This is going to be like yeah. a big neighborhood. It's going to be great. It's already. It's going to be great now. Right. Two years from now, it's going yeah. to be more. Five years from now, it's going to be wow. Ten exactly. years from now, it's going to be just unimaginable yeah. compared to, to the way it is. Yeah. It's pretty It's pretty cool. It's, uh, you know, and, and this is where sometimes you got to take a step back. And what are we? We're, we're in 2019. And uh, Joe Laker bought this team in 2010. 10? Yeah. So you think about what he's done in a decade, under a decade. It's, you know, it's funny. And, and I always think of this because I was around then. But, you know, it came down to him and Larry Ellison. I was talking to this with some buddies the other day. Came down to Joe Lacob and Larry Ellison. And the majority nobody, of fans wanted oh, Larry Ellison. I would say 99%. Nobody yeah. knew who Joe Lacob was, right? Uh, relatively speaking. And Ellison was, of course, the, one of the richest men in the world. But what I'm getting at is Larry Ellison, had he bought the team, there's no chance he could have, you know, like, right. I, I mean, yeah, I guess there's a point zero zero one percent chance he could have gotten this done. Uh, obviously, he could have built an arena on his own if he wanted. But my point is, you can't envision any more success in the first 10 years of an ownership than Joe Lacob and this ownership group has given the, the Bay Area. Just, it's, it's unfathomable what he's done, especially if you're old enough to remember uh, the previous ownership group and the and the the history of the Warriors before Joe well, Lake. And, and from where the Warriors were, even just at that point in 2010, I mean, they were they were in shambles. They were. They really <laughs> I mean, were. I mean, let's be honest. To go from that to perennial playoff team to championship-level dynasty, five finals in a row and, and three championships, and then this building opening tonight for basketball on top of all of that, which just – sets the franchise up for success again for the next two or three generations i mean it it in some ways you could say tonight and this building opening is a greater accomplishment i know joe Jacobs joked about that a greater accomplishment than even winning a championship or three yeah you know when, when i when i think about this team and i think about the the past ownership and i don't know if this analogy doesn't work exactly but if you if you remember back in oh six oh seven when the Warriors had their we believe yeah and they uh, you know they beat Dallas and then they lose to Utah that was the first piece of success this organization had in in twelve thirteen years and I always learned that it's how people handle success is really you know important and the bottom line is that team had one year of success. And the organization back then, I don't think, really knew how to handle it 
as 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 limited as that success was, there was a sense almost of okay, we've we've arrived a little bit now. We've got a we got Baron Davis and and I just don't think I think they they breathed a sigh of relief or they thought they were ahead of where they were they thought they were and Baron Davis leaves and kaboom, it's all over again and they go five straight years. What, what I'm getting at is I it is going to be interesting to see where the organization goes from here. I'm, uh, they've won three titles in five years. Good chance had they not been hit by injury, they would have won four in five. But now they're embarking on something different. So h- how's it going to go? How's the organization going to handle it? Um, I remember a little bit about how Joe Lake have handled the early year, the early years when they weren't winning. He, he wasn't a happy camper. So you know he may have to adjust <laughs> you know how, sure. how, how's how's joe lake gonna deal with sitting in that first row at a brand new building and maybe they only go 25 and 16 at home you know how's he gonna handle the home losses how's everybody gonna handle things that's another thing i'm really interested to see um because again for the umpteenth time this this organization is in such a different place John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. We are halfway through here on a Saturday with you until 1 o'clock, broadcasting live from Chase Center, the Warriors shop at Thrive City. A couple of hours. I mean, they got stuff going on all day long out here. We're going to be out here until 1. Hey, did I hear DJ? Yeah. Did I hear DJ? Yeah, at 2 o'clock. Okay, and, and from the store or somewhere out in the it's plaza? It's gonna be right here. Oh, yeah. right at the right, right here, right here. Okay, yeah. There's, there's. This is gonna be the place to be, which is why, again, I got into this habit a little bit last year, right? On these Saturdays where there are also games, sure. I, I got in. You know what? Just, just make the whole day. Just whole day gonna be right here. Got the game tonight. Maybe grab a little lunch. There's some, uh, there's some pretty good food trucks around here as well. Oh, is that what they, they're going to – well, and there's, again, there's a lot of restaurants popping up here and there, view out toward the water, pretty amazing. I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I also – I mean, drive, just, just driving just, in. You no know, doubt. Just but driving I, I got, in this morning, I'm like, damn. I, I, I was, damn. But just like, I, you know, it seemed like yesterday that, that Lacob was out on piers, uh, whatever 32, it was. 30, 30, 32, 32. Yeah, yeah, 30 and 32 with Ahmad Rashad and David Stern. It's 2012. Yeah. And and at that time, that I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking they, they, you can't build here. Like some, like it has been tried. It's not going to work, you know. Okay, it didn't. And seven years later, still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it's it's just incredible that you know this. Are, I mean, San Francisco's got to have an arena. I mean, when I moved, listen, when I moved here in '90, almost 30 years ago, one of the first things I would say, why don't, why doesn't San Francisco have an arena? I mean, so to have an arena is something they should have had for a long time. Let's reopen up the phone lines, 888-957-9570. A couple of questions we've been kicking around uh, today. Just as simple as what are your expectations for this Golden State Warriors team? Is it, it, it you know? Is championship something that's still on the table for you as a Warrior fan for this year? If everything goes right, what does that have to look like? Is just getting into the playoffs uh, good enough? Uh, the Warriors have essentially ruled Clay Thompson out until at least the All Star break, so that has been you know squashed. The, the the belief that maybe oh he could come back by New Year's, he could come back by the end of January. It's probably closer to March first right. than it's going to be toward you know certainly. 
January or February, uh, and and the Warriors are going to have to hold themselves up to 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 put themselves in a position where his return matters. Uh, so expectations are one thing. Uh, what do you need to see out of Curry and, and Draymond Green, and, and are you looking forward to? Because i got to think there's a, a certain part of the Warrior fan base, Steiny, that is looking forward to Stephen Curry being unleashed in a manner that he hasn't been the last five or six years. I was in a meeting yesterday, and, and the boss went around the room to, to us, and he said, "What's the? give me the one thing about the Warriors season. Give me one, like, what's the thing? What's the thing? And he looked at me, and I said, it's going to be different. Just everything will be different. And uh, went to somebody else. I can't even remember who. And, and, yeah, it's probably Steiny or Bonte. Or yeah, or Guru, Guru Bonte. Maybe it was, yeah, but uh, Curry. Guru said Curry. Want to see how Curry plays. Well, he's going to be the man. He could probably, he's, he's going to get an opportunity to carry this team. And then Bonte said, I want to see how good to, I think D'Angelo Russell's a big part of this. And I was like, you know what, he, that is, you know, him too. I mean, how good is D'Angelo Russell? Is, I, I mean, the honest, the, the, the bottom line is, I think, I really do believe this. The goal would be to realize, to hope that D'Angelo Russell's so good that he's the heir apparent to Steph Curry, that they play together for three or four years, and then D'Angelo Russell becomes a starting point guard at 26 27. Um, not that they can't play to get, not but he that, is young enough to where exa- you can exactly, and not at least that, think like. And that. I'm not saying Curry's going to retire in three years, but what I'm saying is, you know, three years, then all of a sudden, then it becomes D'Angelo Russell's team, and Curry becomes the Tim Duncan uh, to Kawhi Leonard or whatever it is. Now, is is D'Angelo Russell that good? I mean, my first inclination would be, I don't think so, but I, I'm more than open minded to see how good this guy is. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's uh, let's go to Hater Proof. Hater Proof in the city. Uh, we appreciate him checking in on ninety five seven. The game. What's up, Hater Proof? JD, Sonny, what's up, fellas? Hey, hey, uh, man. I love football, baseball. I love all the sports. But man, am I glad to hear you guys back on Warriors weekend. <laughs> and I love this stuff. Thank you, man. But I, I'm really excited about this season, man. Like uh, big time. For one, you and Tish had mentioned it earlier about how boring the season had been for the last couple of years with Kevin Durant. You know, regular season didn't even matter. You know, we'd just be waiting until the playoffs. And, and even the playoffs, we were waiting until the Western Conference Finals to actually, you know, have some interest in these games. So I'm looking forward to that, just seeing, you know, uh, uh, you know, not just a boring team, but, uh, but like, so, you know, having to compete for these wins. Yeah, know? yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And also, um, man, I have high expectations for this team. I kind of see this team as, you know, the, uh, the the Steve Nash Suns with Dan Tony, where they didn't play a whole lot of defense, but they were able to put up a bunch of points. Yeah. So I kind of see this team being kind of like that. Um, and uh, man, we have we have four All Stars still. Yeah, Clay Thompson is injured, but we still have Draymond, uh, Steph, D'Lo. Uh, I'm, I have high expectations, and plus our team got a lot younger and more athletic. I like Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, uh, Alex Burks. I don't know if you remember this, Tiny, but every time Utah would play the, the Warriors, Burks would get off on us. I always kind of liked him. I, I yeah, think I think he's obviously he was, taken a step back the last couple of years, but maybe it was the situation he was in. Well, and, and he was picked one pick after Clay Thompson. 2011. That I that I forgot about. That I, I had Clay was 11 about. and Alec Burks was 12. Thanks, Hater Proof. Appreciate the call, man. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I, mean, thought, uh, yeah, what, I mean, he's a bench player now, and I think the, the one thing you got to wonder, you know, the Warriors may have a guy that's more of a bench player playing the three for them this year. We haven't really talked about the three. And, and, exactly. You know, there was something I, I actually asked Steve Kerr a couple of days ago, uh, you know, just talking about the three spot. And, and I said, I, I said, Steve, you know, is it fair to, to – characterize the three spot for you guys this year in a similar fashion to the way you've you know used the center spot yeah. in, in the last few did years he say, did he say good question he did not say good question i think but, that's a good question but but he but he immediately said no don't look at it like they're similar at all why and 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 he was, he was emphatic it was and I'm, i was glad i asked it because it was a really interesting answer and maybe we'll pull up the exact quote on it but his thought was no in today's day and age the three the small forward spot is maybe the most important position in the game when you look at the other players that are playing it and that having a small forward by committee is a lot more difficult than playing center by committee centers you know it's just it's just as you've alluded to it, you know the game's going away from the center. That worries a little bit. me. Then and and he said, "No, you you need you look at Kawhi's and Paul George's and LeBron's and and Durant's and all these you know talented players." He said, "No, you hope and and, and they hope that somebody steps up and can play a significant portion of those minutes." Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.